No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord prophesies against Gog of the land of Magog. In the latter days, God will bring him and his allies against Israel. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 38 on Simply the Bible. We come today to a fascinating area of Scripture that has presented a great challenge for many Bible scholars. It deals with an invasion of Israel by an eight-nation confederacy. Now, there's no historical battle that matches the description here. Therefore, we believe that it will occur in the future. God will use it to glorify his name among the nations and draw Israel back to himself. We continue today in Ezekiel chapter 38. Now, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. Now, Gog is the ruler of the land of Magog. He will lead an eight-nation confederacy against Israel. Now, we must understand that the names of nations in the Bible go back to the table of nations in Genesis 10. Because nations change their names over time, God refers to their original names so that we know which nations he's referring to. These nations were the descendants of Noah's three sons, and they spread throughout the world. Magog was the grandson of Noah by his son Japheth. Magog is identified with the Scythians, who settled in southern Russia. They dominated the area from Ukraine to China. Now, in verse 2, the New King James Version refers to Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. The English Standard Version and other modern translations say Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. So the question is, should it be Rosh and be translated as a proper noun or as the adjective chief? The Hebrew word appears 598 times in the Old Testament and is usually translated head or chief. This is the only place where it is translated as a proper noun, and Rosh is not identified anywhere in Scripture as a nation. Therefore, it seems best to interpret this that Gog is the chief or the head ruler of Meshach and Tubal. Now, both Meshach and Tubal do appear in the Table of Nations. They were brothers of Magog. They settled in the area of modern Turkey. The Lord states very clearly here that he is against Gog. Somehow, this ruler is particularly offensive to God. Verse 4, I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all its troops, the house of Tugarma from the far north and all its troops. Many people are with you. 
Now, it's very clear that these nations are coming against Israel, but it is God who is drawing them out. He is putting hooks in their jaws for his purpose. Now, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are named here. The actual Hebrew word for Ethiopia here is Cush, and that does refer to either Ethiopia or Sudan. And then Libya, the Hebrew word is put, which is in North Africa. Gomer is uncertain as far as what that corresponds to today, but possibly Germany. And Togarma is possibly Armenia. Now, it says that these nations come from the far north with respect to Israel. And understanding the political alliances, it is likely that this eight-nation confederacy is led by Russia or Magog. And Gog is the chief ruler of Russia. Verse 7, prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you, and be a guard for them. After many days, you will be visited. In the latter years, you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel." which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations and now all of them dwell safely. You will ascend coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. So Gog will be the guard for his allies. He will be the head of this confederacy. And God said that this will happen in the latter years. So it will be after chapter 37 where we see that God has gathered all of his people, Israel, from the various nations and brought them back into their land. And now this confederacy will come upon them as they are now dwelling in the mountains of Israel. And they are dwelling there safely. And so they're going to ascend and come like a storm against Israel. Thus says the Lord God, on that day it shall come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind and you will make an evil plan. You will say, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates to take plunder and to take booty, to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and against a people gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods who dwell in the midst of the land, Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, and all their young lions will say to you, have you come to take plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take plunder? So God says that Gog, this ruler, is going to make an evil plan and they are going to come down into Israel with the intention of taking plunder. They see that they have much livestock, they have acquired many goods, and they want to take it for themselves. And while they do this, these nations of Sheba, Dedan, and Tarshish object. They're on the sidelines saying, what are you doing? Sheba and Dedan refer to Saudi Arabia and Tarshish That's uncertain, but possibly Spain or Sardinia, the island in the Mediterranean. And they are on the sidelines saying, what are you doing? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, thus says the Lord God, on that day when my people Israel dwell safely, will you not know it? Then you will come from your place out of the far north. 
you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great company and a mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud to cover the land. It will be in the latter days that I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am hallowed in you. O Gog, before their eyes, thus says the Lord God, are you he of whom I have spoken in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel, who prophesied for years in those days that I would bring you against them. So there is the emphasis that they will come from the far north. And if you look at a map and you go far north from Israel, you land in Russia. And so it is very likely that this is referring to Russia leading these other nations. Of course, one of them is Iran, and we know that Russia and Iran are together quite a bit. Also, many of these other nations are Islamic, and so it's very possible, too, that they are coming against Israel as often the Islamic nations do. But God is going to bring them down so that the nations may know him, that he is hallowed in their sight. And God says, listen, I've spoken of you in the former days so that when this happens, you'll know that it is me speaking. Basically, the point is that God has called out Gog and described this battle from of old. Now, the big question is, when does this happen? And there are commentators that disagree about this, but it seems to me that the thing that makes the most sense is, number one, this has never happened before. This is not describing any kind of historical battle. But it says very clearly that the people of Israel have come back into the land from the nations where God has gathered them from, and they are living at peace. Now, we do believe that the next event in the prophetic calendar will be the rapture of the church. And after God takes his church out of here, then the Antichrist will be revealed. And the way that he will be known is that he will make a covenant with Israel that will last for seven years. As a result of that, Israel will be able to rebuild their temple on the Temple Mount, and they will be dwelling in peace. So that seems to be the the right scenario here. They are dwelling in peace, and it will be at that time that this evil thought comes into Gog, uh, Russia, the various nations that are joined with her, and they decide to come and take a spoil for themselves. And at that point, God himself is going to raise up and bring judgment against these nations, and we will look at how that happens tomorrow. It's pretty amazing. It seems very clear to me that this will happen most likely in the first half of the seven-year tribulation period, because that will be the time when Israel will be at peace uh, and thinking that everything's going good. It's also possible that these Islamic nations that are joined in this conflagration of nations will desire to come against Israel because they are upset that Israel is rebuilding her temple. So some exciting things to look forward to. I personally don't believe that I will be here to witness this, but as we see Russia becoming more aggressive, as we have seen with Russia going against Ukraine and becoming a pariah to the rest of the world, it just seems like the stage is being set for this last day's invasion of Israel where God is going to show himself faithful to his people. You know, with all of the changes that have been occurring in the world over the last couple of years, 
it's getting people's attention. I don't have to convince people that things are changing in the world and people are like, wow, what is going on? Well, I mean, we know what's going on. We have a very clear revelation from God and and God said so long in advance that in these last days he would gather his people and make them a nation again. And it would be at that time that this invasion will occur. But before that, the Lord is going to come for his church and we should be looking up. The Lord said that when you begin to see these things taking place, look up for your redemption is drawing near. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do just thank you that you have given to us your word to be a lamp to our feet, a light to our path, and a light shining in the darkness, showing us the things to come. Father, I do just pray that we would be ready, looking up, loving the appearing of our Lord, and that when you do come, that we would be ready, Lord. We pray, God, that we would take advantage of whatever time we have now to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because, Lord, judgment is coming upon this world. Things are going to occur the way you have said. And, Lord, you're going to glorify your name throughout all of the earth. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord will destroy Gog and his armies and make his holy name known. Israel will burn Gog's weapons for seven years and bury the bodies for seven months. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.